With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and this is All Ball. Um, our last po- po- podcast had Sky Etten, who, of course, is an assistant at Princeton. This is part two. We'll talk about the... Uh, the lost season for the Ivy League when they um, when there was when, when there was COVID, obviously. And then um, we'll, we'll talk about the Ivy League now and what's changed, what it's like. How do you recruit there? Do they have unlimited spots on a basketball team because they don't have scholarships? Plus, we'll talk a little bit about what we learned coaching together overseas with the Maccabi Games team. All that upcoming on the All Ball Podcast. I did want to dive in kind of quickly to the latest in the Joe, Cy, uh, Kevin Durant sort of uh, back and forth. They met in London early this week. It got out that Kevin Durant basically did the reverse Jimmy Chitwood, right? Coach goes, I stay, was, was what he said. Coach stays, I go. Um, and then it came out that Kyrie feels much the same way, which makes you want to believe, or maybe makes me believe that it's Kyrie and KD reflecting on, on Kyrie's thoughts. Like K- KD didn't have any issues with Sean Marks until Kyrie had an issue with Sean Marks. And the head coach and the GM are really close friends from having played together and have him, you know, pulling him in. And I look, I don't know if, if Steve Nash is good enough as head coach. But I also don't know if either of those guys, especially Kyrie Irving, is coachable. But the, the fascinating part was Joe Sy going on social media and supporting his front office, Sean Marks, and his coach, Steve Nash. Which means that's the side that he's taking in the them or me. I don't remember that happening anytime recently, or at least publicly, maybe even privately with superstar NBA, uh, superstar NBA players. And make no doubt about it, those guys are superstars. I think it says something about Joe Sy, what he wants, 
what he's seen this team devolve into, what the team was like before they acquired both those two players. And it, it has to say a ton about Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, frankly. But once that, once that tweet was sent, that I, I have full support for my coaching staff and my front office, the, the divorce proceedings commence. Kevin Durant won't play for them anymore. Kyrie Irving won't play for him anymore. Where? I don't know. Boston seems like, you know, they were somewhere in between we want Marcus Smart and Boston didn't want to trade Marcus Smart. My guess is that Marcus Smart does not become part of the deal, but somebody else who's valuable does. And, you know, Jason Tatum, uh, along with Kevin Durant, would be amazing. Would be amazing. All right, let's get to part two of our talk with uh, Sky Etten, assistant coach at Princeton. Your second year, you won the league, right? Your your yeah. second year on staff. Yep. What was that experience? Because that was, you had the kind of the Harvard run right before you got there, right? That was when kind of Harvard, they won a couple of tournament games. Yep. They started to kind of get it going, yep. right? Yep. And Princeton, I don't want to say it had fallen off, but you guys had, had some, they'd had some tougher years mm-hmm. previous to that. What was that first championship like? Amazing. So I'll just take a step back. So my first year, we had a bunch of juniors. We had a really good class, a bunch of juniors. Spencer Weiss, obviously, who you coached. Um, and we were really good. We went 12 and 2 in the league. And it was the last, you know, our league has now gone to a conference tournament. But we were the only league in the country that didn't have a conference tournament for years. So that was the last year where we didn't have a conference tournament. Right. Um, and we were really good. 12 and 2. Yeah, it was 13 and 1. Right. So we don't go then say tournament. We don't win the league. Um, really tough year. Then we the Did Yale win the league that year? Yale won the league and they beat Baylor. That's the uh, you know, how does uh Yale out rebound Baylor story, uh, which is just all time. So good. Um so they won the league that year. They were, you know, we had beat them the second time we played them. We dropped a really tough game at Harvard that put us to 12 and 2, and they finished 13 and 1. Anyway, we returned pretty much at like 90% of our scoring returned pretty much everybody. They were seniors. We had Spencer Weiss, who was a senior, Stephen Cook from Chicago, uh, who was really good senior. And then we had a couple sophomores, Devin Candy, who's an NBA now, Miles Stevens, who's playing professionally big time. So we were, you know, Amir Bell, who's also playing professionally. So we were really good. Right. And, and a lot of these guys were older um, and they were just determined, right? Like they had had something, they were so close to, you know, what they had been working for for so long and it just slipped. And so they were on a mission all year and um, it was a really special group. I mean, we went undefeated. It was the first year. So you go from not having a conference tournament. Now this year you have a conference tournament and we go undefeated in the, in the season, regular season, we go 14 and 0. And, uh, and you had to pay Penn in the palestra, right? Yes. The semis? yes. The first ever conference tournament is at Penn. We're the first seed. Penn's the fourth seed. We have beaten them twice. And we almost go down. Like we're losing all game. Uh, we make a layup uh, with two seconds left to force the overtime to go to overtime and win. And then we beat Yale in the uh, you know championship. But you know, for a year where you go fourteen and zero, every year you go to the NCAA tournament. Now we had to win two more games because this conference tournament just got introduced. Uh, so it was crazy. But we went fourteen and zero, sixteen and zero. It was awesome. Okay, so hindsight, like. If, if in the Ivy League, it's a true round, double round robin. So you play everybody twice. You finish 14-0. 
why have you the conference tournament? It's now it's, you know, they wanted, I think, and it's been good for our league, right? Like the conference tournament has been really good. You play on ESPN, you get a little bit more publicity. Um, I think it's kind of what our league had been missing a little bit. Um, so, but it was a tough year to be introduced in the year that you go undefeated, right? Like that was an ideal, but you know, it made it that much more special when we won, right? Cause you, you go undefeated and you have to win two more games and you do that. So it was special. You go to the NCAA tournament, you're playing Notre Dame. Yep. But for you, I mean, a guy who, you know, you grew, grew up dreaming of doing all this stuff. Yep. Go division three, go through yep. all this stuff personally, cl- start to climb the ladder at Princeton. Yep. What, what was, what do you remember about your NCAA tournament experience? Ah, it's the NCAA tournament, as you know, it's the coolest thing ever, right? Like it's just first class run event. It's you dream of this. You've been watching this as a kid. You know, so that's something I'm never going to forget. Um, it was my first year as an assistant with the program. Um, yeah, it was an unbelievable experience. We matched it with Notre Dame, who was actually a good matchup for us. They had Bonzi Colson and uh, Matt Farrell, really good. And, uh, you know, we took them to the wire and had our had moments to win, right? I actually felt like we didn't start playing good basketball to the, you know, last eight minutes. And, and it really was because they had more big game experience than us, right? They just kind of off a lead eight run. Um, and so we weren't, you know, I don't know if we had as much experience. And so it took our guys, you know, nerves and whatnot to get going. And, but we were right there with a chance to win. We had a shot to win at, at the buzzer that, you know, just didn't go in. You mentioned all the guys you had back the next year was like a, a total rebuild, right? Yep. Yep. What, what did you learn from that experience? We, it was a total rebound, rebuild, but we were still really talented, right? We still had some really good guards, um, but it, it just shows you, like, you take for granted, you know, going from, you know, returning almost everyone where they know what you're doing, right? You take for granted, I think, sometimes, like, how much, you know, teaching you have to do, right? Like, these other, you know, you go from graduating six seniors who all played um, to having some new faces in leadership. And you, you, you take for granted how much, one, you got to teach, two, uh, how much leadership plays a factor into it. Right. Like we had graduate so much know how and we just didn't have that. So that was, you know, that year was really tough and up and down year. And um, yeah, that was a hard one for sure. What was, what was Mitch like when it was when you guys were struggling? I think it was hard for everyone. But, you know, Mitch always has, ex, uh, you know, um, a belief that, you know, we're going to get the next one or, you know, hey, let's improve. Let's just get better. Right. And so, like, we attacked every practice with the. Uh, you know, uh, idea of getting better. And and now you have this conference tournament, which keeps you alive, right? Before you lose a couple games in the Ivy league and you're done. Right. So we always had something that we were playing for. So I thought Mitch did a really good job that year of, you know, when things weren't going well, and there were some really hard times that happened with that, um, of keeping the ship afloat, um, and still working towards something. And, and, uh, you know, obviously the, the following year we got it back going and, um, you know, have, you know, had a lot of success since then. The, uh, the, the first, I guess the pandemic year where the tournament got canceled. Yep. Okay. So you guys play and you lost two out of your last three, right? You lost, um, to Yale beat Columbia and then you lose to Cornell. Now, were you guys going to play in the Ivy League tournament? Yeah, we were the third seed. Uh, scheduled to play Harvard, uh, who we split, split. with. Yeah, you split you know? with. 
Yeah, you uh, lost by one at their place. Yep, and you won by, by one at your place. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Both crazy games. Um, so we were scheduled. To, you know, the Ivy League cancels it on a Tuesday when on I think Friday we were supposed to play in the semifinals. You're two games away from going to the NCAA tournament. Like you're two games, you win two games, and you go to the NCAA tournament, right? And we had a good matchup with Harvard, who, you know, like you said, one point game either way. That game could have gone either way. Um, so we had we had a good shot as anyone. Right to you know return to the NCAA tournament, and then all of a sudden, COVID happens and everything gets shut down. And the Ivy League's the first one to do it. So for us, we're like, oh, so where, where, where were you? We were on campus, and all of a sudden, you're having these meetings where like, be prepared, be prepared, things are changing, blah blah blah. And then we, you know, the AD comes down and you know delivers the news to us as a staff. Uh, you're in your office. We're in the office. Yep. In a meeting. Uh, in a meeting, it's like, or I think. Well, I think what happened is AD goes to Mitch. Then Mitch comes up and like, hey, we got to talk. And it was like the worst, uh, hardest conversation ever. Like we are, you know, just think of, you know, as you know, like you put so much time in, getting, you know, you're two games away from everything you've worked for, right? You have some seniors that have dedicated and and worked their butt off to earn an opportunity that we're about to have, and now everything gets shut down, right? They're canceling it. And we're like, how do we fight it? That was the first reaction Mitch had. It's like, how do we fight this thing? You know, in terms of, because no one else had canceled. It wasn't like the whole world had canceled. It wasn't like conference. To, we were the only league that canceled. We were the first league to cancel. So our first reaction is, can we petition? Like, no way. Like, how do we get this tournament back? And, you know, obviously then, you know, this thing COVID plays out and, you know, realize that, okay, Princeton, you know, and Ivy League were pretty smart, you know, and did the right Because, because here, I'll tell you what, so my experience was I, um, the night, the day of the day, the day that Gobert. Yeah. Tested positive. Yep. I don't remember if you guys had already canceled by then. That was on like a, I'm going to say a Tuesday or a one, probably a, when Tuesday or Wednesday? We were on Tuesday. We canceled. From yeah, so I, it was that day. So during that day, I was a guest hosting Cowherd Show, hmm. and I've been keeping an eye on it. I never forget this. We have a, you have a meeting before the show. There's like twenty people in the room. Like, hey, should we be talking about this COVID thing? Like, kind of feels like it's a big thing. And there's somebody in the meeting who is the uh, go between for the executives, and they're like. Not talking about it. Well, like, if, uh, I, like, like it's not a sports story. Like, yeah, but it, I, it, it, it has a chance to really affect sports. Yeah. Like, like, do you think people want to talk about a deadly disease that is spreading, like, in Asia and is starting to, like, reach, like, you think that's a sports show topic? I was like, well, if it cancels, like, games or the NCAA term, like, come on. Yeah. And, so then I'm walking out to the set. And the same guys walking me. I was like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "Because I was just in my dressing room. And it's all they're talking about on Fox News and yeah. CNN." They're like, "He's like, marching orders are talk about sports when it affects sports." I was <laughs> like, "Well, okay." That guys were with us. So I'm home that night, and breaking news, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was leaving for the Big Ten tournament mm-hmm. the next day. So then I get up the next day and I'm literally driving to the airport and I get a text, turn around. And so 
This is when I'm an idiot. I'm, an idiot. I'm like, uh, so I thought the person texting me was following, like following me. <laughs> you know, it's like the old. Uh, I the see old you. Mother. Yes. Yeah, I turn around. So I'm like, I don't see you. Like, no, turn your car around. And I was like, I'm on the freeway. <laughs> no, the Big Ten tournament has been canceled. Like, what? So I turned on the radio. And what was crazy was when I left my house, I think the Big East tournament, they, remember they played the first half yes. of the game? Yeah, they played the, the first round or something. No, they played the first half. Okay, they, like, okay. They played the first the game. played the first round. Okay. Yeah, but they, they played like the first half and then didn't come out in the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It was crazy. I mean, it happened so fast. Like all of a sudden, like, you know, this thing gets canceled and you're like, no way is this real? And then everyone starts to cancel. Everyone starts to cancel. And then it's t- life changed just like that. So where, what, what were you guys doing during this whole thing? 
So, I mean, immediately, pretty much after that, they Princeton sent everyone home, sent all the students home. Um, and obviously, we were home. So it was just like trying to figure out what was next, what that looked like. You know, obviously, the season was over. The NCAA tournament had just got canceled. Uh, so now you're kind of preparing for hoping for next year. But you also know that there's a chance that for us, we might not play. Um, and you kind of held out hope that you would play. And, you know, you're just kind of going about, you know, your recruiting and, you know, your team meetings. Now Zoom has been introduced. So you're having some meetings via Zoom. But do you remember your first Zoom meeting? Oh, my God. So weird. So weird. It's just like. Oh, do, you, do you remember what it was? Yeah, it was. It was on the this like coming back together because school had they had announced that students weren't returning and so we had to have a you know a zoom meeting on like okay you know season's not canceled yet however like you're not returning doesn't look good and you have to have a conversation of staying in school because our guys should you stay in school and use ivy eligibility or do you withdraw from school and save IB eligibility, right? So that was a really, and the whole league was, you know, a controversial issue. And I think Mitch took the right approach of uh, letting every individual decide what worked for them best and not swaying them either direction. But, um, you know, we started talking about that quickly. So for people who don't know, yep. IB eligibility is different than NCAA eligibility. How? You have four years to play um, in the Ivy League. There's, you cannot play as a grad student. So as soon as you go no red and there's no red shirt, no red shirt. Correct. Um, and is so, this a gentleman's agreement or just a, an actual league written rule? It's a league written rule. Um, and it got, you know, in COVID they adjusted it a little bit and, but for, you can't play as a grad student. We don't have grad students in our league, you, you know, our league, not many teams, not a lot of teams take transfers. So um, it's a little bit different of a situation. So, you know, if you wanted to play, our guys wanted to play four years at Princeton, they would have to withdraw from school for a year, you know, stop taking classes, unenroll, and then re-enroll. Um, so a little bit different. During the pandemic, what what did you do? When, when everything was shut down, what did you do? I'm at home all the time for the first time in a long time, right? Like you're, you know, you go from a life of on the road recruiting, you know, every day, you know, in the office, in the gym, to totally at home, totally having a virtual job. Uh, and it was really just, you know, I tried to use that time to get better in terms of read, watch different videos, connect with different coaches, just try to expand my own palette a little bit in basketball, like in knowledge. Um, and then recruiting and, and recruiting never stopped. So, you know, instead of having, uh, instead of me going to the high school or bringing them to campus, we're doing this, we're having a zoom, right. Where I'm presenting, Princeton, I'm presenting the campus and you put together all these different presentations for kids, right? So, you know, it was a lot of recruiting for sure. And then staying in touch with your guys, right? So we, we would have, uh, we did small groups, each assistant would take a group and, you know, you'd go once or twice a week and you do that for a month or two and you flip groups, right? So just trying to keep our guys engaged in a year where they're home too, working out and preparing for the following year. So were they, were they actually working out? Like, were you tracking if they were working out? We, we weren't tracking, you know, we gave each guy an individual plan of, you know, what they need to improve on. Our strength and conditioning coach had was tracking their progress, fitness progress, obviously. Um, but for us, 
you know, it was really just, it, it was more the mental part, right? Like this is really hard mentally for everyone in the country, right? And um, definitely student athletes and definitely Ivy League athletes that now don't have a season. Now you're watching, you know, college basketball still had a season, but we're not having a season. So like it was, you know, mostly to check in on them. Yeah. What was that? What was that like? To, really to, yeah. Really hard. Like you're watching, you know, teams you play against in different leagues. You're watching everyone play and have a little bit of normalcy and you're at home and your guys are at home and their peers are playing. Right. And, and so, you know, really most of the zooms were just for staying in touch, giving support because it wasn't yeah. easy for anyone. Um, so it, it was, you know, just watching everyone else playing. You're not playing was hard, really hard. Um, did you, did anybody leave? No, we didn't have anyone. How, how's that happen? It's Princeton. Princeton is, there's, it's just a special place in general in terms of the opportunities that are afforded to you after basketball and basketball. Like there's a lot of history, there's a lot of tradition. Um, so, and we have a really good group, a really tight group. And, you know, I think everyone was here for the right reasons, uh, you know, basketball and academically and, you know, socially. So we, everyone stayed and, and, you know, the seniors um, had an extra year. The seniors that didn't have their last year had an extra year of eligibility to use elsewhere, which they did. Um, but we didn't have anyone transfer. Your first day back at practice. Yep. Do you remember when it was? It was February 1, um, 2021. They had invited the, I think 2021. They had, 2020. Yeah, 2020, excuse me. They had invited the um, student body back for the second semester at Princeton. So the first semester, no one was on campus. The second semester, they invited everyone back to campus. So, so before you get to that, so that first semester, Virtual. and you're and and there's no season. Yep. Right. But the lockdown stuff had gone relatively away. At least West Coast had. Yep. How often were you allowed to go into work at all? Yes, but it was only if you need to, right? Like our guys weren't around that first semester, so you, we weren't going in. But did you ever go to Princeton when nobody – I just wonder what that was like with this historic institution that's always vibrant with Yeah, people. it was ghost. Nobody's town. there. Yeah, it was weird. It was it's like, definitely. I am legend. Like, you're yeah. that, uh, that Will Smith, yeah. I am legend. Yeah, yeah. I, I will picture. say, yeah, it wasn't, you know, to that extreme, but it was weird. You know, you, the administrators were still there because they're trying to, you know, they're meeting to try to figure out how do we bring students back and how do we, you know, operate safely. And, and they were working, you know, their tails off through this whole thing. Credit to them. Um, so there were some people around, but, it, you know, no students are there. It's totally, you know, for a college town, a college campus, totally different. Totally different. I'm like going around on FaceTime and like doing virtual tours to kids. Like, hey, this is what this looks like. And this is what this looks like. You know, you're trying to adjust and make do. But it was crazy. Crazy. So February 1. Yep. You guys, everybody's back. So they invite them back for the second semester. Guys start to get back mid-January. You have to quarantine for 10 days. You have to test. Uh, and then once you're, you know, you've quarantined, you've tested negative. It was, it was 2021, by the way, you were right. Okay. I was wrong. Okay. okay. Um, so once they've been cleared, then Princeton and most of the Ivies have this phase in process where you start in phase one, which would be small groups, wearing masks, no contact, you know, um, where you could work out with them. Right. So you start in phase one, you kind of built from phase one to two, which 
you could have more kids and then phase three, you could have a little contact. And then finally to, you know, where you could, you know, be a little bit more normal, but you're wearing masks the whole time. Um, so we phased through February to May. We kind of phased through this process and we're practicing, but we don't have a season. <laughs> so we're just like, we really used it as a spirit of development. Like we had a ton of fun. Like we really used it as getting better individually, collectively. Um, and so that was really of the the spirit of improvement because you don't have something like you're not, it was, it was actually like refreshing because during the season, like you're preparing for the next game all the time, right? Even when preseason, you're preparing for, you know, to build this team and put it together. Now you're just getting better every single day. There's, you know, you're coming in and getting better. Right. And so, uh, it, it was a cool experience. It was different. Right. But it was a cool experience. The next year you guys come back and you yep. get all the way to the Ivy league championship game. And again, it's kind of the perfect setup where you'd split with Yale in the regular season. Yep. Right. Now you play them for a third time, yep. the right to go back to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. What was, what was that experience like? <laughs> you know, just, it was such a, it's a hard year because you're, you're going from not playing to now, like you have this really good team. We had a bunch of seniors that were really good that had one more shot when they just had something taken away from. Right. So, um, it was a challenging year, but we were, you know, we won the Ivy league regular season, which I thought was, uh, a credit to everything that we put in and, and did in COVID like staying together, having everyone stay, you know, having, Zoom calls, having connecting with each other. Like I thought, you know, that was, we won that regular season because of the work that we did in COVID year, um, which was special. You know, we had a really good team, you know, this past year. And then we played Yale in the, the, you know, we played first, we played Cornell. We were the first seed because we won the regular season. Mm -hmm. We played Cornell in the first round, who's totally different than our league. They press you all game. Uh, They're fast. They're one of the highest tempos in the country. Uh, and it was like a championship game, right? We went back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, we won that and it was, you know, a really hard game. And then we played Yale, who we had split with, like you said. And we just, you know, we didn't play our best and credit to them. They, you know, they did a good job uh, guarding us. And, you know, we had one of the best offenses in the country. We were top 10 in scoring, top 10 in assist turnover ratio, top 10 in three point percentage, top 10 in threes made. Like we had one of the best offenses in Princeton history, right? Um, and, you know, that game, that last game, our defense was fine, but offensively, we just could never get in a flow, right? And, you know, credit to Yale. And, but that, that was really hard. That was a tough loss for sure. But you, it doesn't. You mentioned, you mentioned the scoring. Yeah. Um, I would say perception wise, until you tell people they don't know, right? Mm-hmm. They think Princeton, even though it's been years since Pete Carrillo was there, they think Princeton offense, they think to slow it down. They think in the in the forties. How has Mitch taken most of what he played under yep. and turned it into this high powered, super efficient offense? He he's done a really good job of, you know, he's he we have the the principles of Coach Carrill and you know the spacing, the cutting, the ball movement, the playing together, the skill. Like we have all that, right? We emphasize that all the time. Like I don't think any con- any program in the country values passing more than we do. Because Mitch values it, right? He was a really good player. He's a really good passer. Um, however, we also know that we're getting better athletes, better players, right? Um, so we have a chance to play faster. And he's really encouraged the guys to play faster, make reads faster, think faster, 
think the game. Like he constantly says to the guys, what do you see? Right. And he really truly means like, what do you see out there? And so he's done a really good job of giving guys more freedom um, to play and play a little looser, play a little faster with keeping, you know, some of the, you know, iconic principles of Princeton basketball. Do you, what is his, how much does he let you guys coach? He, he lets us coach a ton. Like we, he's really, you know, he, he's got the, the main voice right in practice, right? He's really involved. He's, you know, he's also on the court with our guys and skill development for practice, like, which I think is probably rare for a head coach to do. Like he, before practice, he'll be on the court and he'll work with our guys. After practice, he'll work with the guys. Like he's always on the court. Um, but we have a really big voice. You know, we do the scouts. Like he lets us implement uh, the game plan, the defensive game plan. You know, we have uh, a heavy say in offense and we, we, you know, we meet every day to go through that. So, you know, he's, he's been really good to, you know, give myself personally to give me more responsibility each year. Um, but I think collectively as a staff, you know, he does a good job of, you know, managing and, and giving everyone some responsibilities. I, I mentioned that the Ivy is, um, um, uh, it is different. So you have, you, you do these trips where you do Friday, Saturday, right? And then yeah. they're always, they're always the same. Aren't they like, are they, are they always the same in terms of the pairing of the, the, the teams that you yeah. play or are they, like, do you always do Harvard and Dartmouth together? Yes. Do you always do? Yes. Yep. So it's, you have a, a quote unquote travel partner, which is just the school that's closest to you. So our travel partner is Penn. So when you go up, you know, Harvard, Dartmouth, travel, Yale, Brown. So when you go up to play Harvard, you play, if you play Harvard on Friday, Penn's playing Dartmouth on Friday. Saturday, we play Dartmouth, Penn plays Harvard. So, um, however, last year was the first, you know, it used to be an eight week schedule. Now it's a 10 week schedule. Yeah. So it was different last year. Correct. So you don't have as many, you have a couple back to backs, but you don't have as many. Um, are so they, the, are they going back or is that just cause of coat? Like what's, what's the, no, thing? they changed it. They, they changed it. Um, so now it will be similar to last year where it's a 10 week schedule, a little bit more drawn out. You have three, maybe four back to backs Friday, Saturday. Um, and then you have one, you play, you know, uh, Friday, Sunday, Martin Luther King, um, or Saturday, Monday. Um, and then you have a couple weekends where you just play on Saturday. Did you like the back to backs? I did. I did. Like it, it was, it's really unique, right? Like you are, you have to figure out how to prepare for two teams in one week. Right. Uh, and then you have to figure out how to sh quickly shift your focus to your Saturday game. As soon as you're front, no matter if it went good, bad, and different. Like you got to get Saturday. Like it doesn't matter how you did Friday. Right. So um, it, it's quite the adjustment for sure. So I, I did appreciate it. I thought it was pretty So cool. like, like, okay. Uh, Cornell and Columbia were together, right? Correct. There, so, but th those, how, how many hours to Cornell from Columbia? Or? Four hours. That's okay. Really do you drive after the game or you drive the next day? We drive right after the game. So rest and recovery become the number one thing to success. Uh, so what is what are the and again I know that the it's not the true back and back to backs all the time now, but what were the old rules of like did you always want to play like well I guess now Harvard wasn't always good but when Harvard's good like did you want to play Dartmouth first or Dartmouth second yeah. <laughs> I know the you always yeah. want to do what and you never want to see this on your schedule yeah I mean you, you want to play the better team first. Uh, because you have a little bit, you can gear your focus towards preparation, I think, a little bit more, right? The second game, 
usually comes down to uh, guts, toughness, who's in better shape, you know, who's more rested. The first game is more tactical preparation based. Um, but they're all, all trips are a little different. Like Cornell Columbia is four hours apart. Like you get into the hotel, you know, at 2 a.m. Right. Um, like that's a really hard trip. You never, you want to go to Cornell first because you don't want to go New York City all the way to Ithaca, all the way back down. Um, so each trip has a little bit different kind of caveat to it. Um, real quick, in terms of team personalities, you mentioned mm-hmm. Cornell plays fast, they pressure. Yep. Right? Penn, their current team style personality is what? They're, they've changed actually. They were very, they ran a ton of plays. Um, they were really good at executing and they've kind of changed to be more free flowing style as of late. This last year was our first year. They had this kid, AJ Berger, who was a real, one of the best bigs in the league. They just played through him. They ran all these sets, get him in the post, really hard to guard. They lost AJ. He graduated. So now they've kind of changed to be a little bit more free flowing style. Dartmouth, what's their style? Dartmouth plays a lot of Princeton. Dartmouth probably plays a little bit more even traditional Princeton than we do. Columbia similar which is, you know, crazy. Uh, they're running point and chin and, you know, all the kind of uh, Princeton actions more so than we do. Um, Harvard is pressure, like pressure you the whole game, deny passes, up the lane, um, pressure. Yale is tough, uh, physical, athletic, um, you know, more of in the gaps, do what they do. Don't change very much, but they're really good at what they do. Um, Brown, Brown is is they are very athletic. They've they've changed as well. They've kind of recruited a little bit differently to be a little bit unique. So they're really athletic. They're fast. Uh, Mike Martin's done a really good job there uh, of getting some really talented players. Hmm. Um, okay, I also want to talk about our trip. Yes, and the FIBA rules. <laughs> I still at, at times, Doug, I still don't know because, you know, what was we thought was a travel wasn't a travel. I, I don't mean I, well, that's that's interpretation of rules. OK, okay. so I'm yeah. not talking about travel. I'm talking about like. I used to really not like the 24 second clock for college. OK, and then I'm like, it's plenty of time. Yep. especially now. Here's the thing. There's a push for quarters in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Now, under our current rules. Quarters in college basketball is just another timeout, and we got enough timeouts. Yep. So the reason I think quarters works is the the play is so free flowing in FIBA that you almost need a hey fellas, let's let's take a little break here. Let's let's talk about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so I ended up really enjoying coaching it because it do, it allows them to go more. It allows you to. Now it's it's a completely different way because you don't have as much stoppages, so you can't adjust your lineups. Your yeah. ATO, there's a, a, a lesser number of ATOs, um, and and I don't know if you noticed the games are like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean that is now college basketball. The window is two hours. Yep. I don't know. I kind of think you know it's an hour and a half. I think people would love it just because TV people you can get more games in, mm-hmm. more games and more money. But you know if it's too short, it's too short. Tell me what you thought because you've lived the college game mm-hmm. and then you coached, we coached together with, with FIBA. Yeah. I, I actually, you know, similar to you, like I, I really like 24 seconds because I feel like it's a little bit even pure form of basketball. Like it's, you know, you, you got 30 second shot clock in college right now. Like 
you you know teams are literally calling a play every possession you know go to a to b to c to d right and like when you have 24 seconds like you have to teach your guys how to play and let them do it like you can't be more hierarchy uh in my opinion so i i actually like really appreciated the free-flowing style especially on the offensive end of 24 seconds so you're up and down your players have to do it they have to think the game a little bit faster um, like you have to really value some of that skill and development piece to it even more. So, so I like the pace of it. I, I, I thought it was a, a neat thing and, and good for basketball, to be honest. Okay. So if you were setting the rules, the sky rules of basketball, eight seconds or 10 seconds to get across midcourt, eight seconds, 24 seconds, shot clock. Yep. Quarters. Yep. How do you do the timeout thing, right? So in college basketball, right, you have three mandatory TV timeouts. Mm-hmm. So if you did quarters, that would be one. Well, they would do you it. just do it at five? At, at yeah, end? that's what the women do because the women have quarters. Um, and so they do media timeouts at five. Obviously, they get. Okay, but then what would you do with the coaches' timeouts? Because if you do that, now you have, do you have the coaches having two timeouts like the, in the first half? Like they do in FIBA, or did you give them the? I think if you do the same four and one as a user, lose it mm-hmm. in the first half. I think then you'd have max, right? You'd have one, two, three, four, five. You'd have five stoppages. That's still a lot. It's a lot, but it's not as much as sometimes. Yeah. Like. And, you know, with the 24 second, you need a little bit more of a stoppage to get guys a little bit of a break. So the quality of basketball is a little bit better, right? Like you can't. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. You're so allowed I, to sub. You are allowed to sub. You are allowed to sub. Uh, but there's something to be said for like, you know, having your media timeouts and your break and your, you know, regrouping. Uh, and that's how, you know, momentum shifts and comebacks happen and things like that. So, uh, you know, I do think the timeouts, you know, are crucial. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. 
I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. I like, I do like the no, uh, the no basket interference. I mean, we didn't really have, we don't have any guys like that, but I think that's a, that, that competitiveness on the offensive glass is pretty yeah. awesome. It's interesting. It's interesting. You know, we, like you said, like we didn't experience that as much, uh, but it, it's a really interesting idea where you can just grab it off the rim. Why can't you though? I don't know. I mean, I think it's, you know, in the college game and the pro game, you know, NBA, like you have these dudes that are can hang up there forever. You know, like it might totally change, you know, you, you might recruit somebody just to, you know, take the ball off the rim. You, you would, right? Like you would just have someone down there that could literally just take the ball off the rim every time, I think. So I think it would, you know, with FIBA, it's less athletic than in the States. So it makes a little bit more sense. I think it's, I don't know, it would change the game in a lot of ways, in my opinion, if you let, you know, the American bring that to the U S how crazy is how physical those games are crazy. That was to me the most shocking. And I like, there's no such thing as an elite, like college illegal screen is if you like blank while you're setting a screen over there, you, you can literally take guys out with screens. It's unreal. Yeah. The, the physicality is crazy. It's just it, crazy. You're just like, what just happened? Yeah. It's also why, like, you know, you hear about, European style and it's so much ball screen motion, so much ball. Well, yeah, you know, makes sense. You can kill guys on ball screens. Like you create so much space in ball screens. What was the, did you, did you bring back anything to Mitch? Go like, Hey Mitch, I saw this or just some, I saw and I'm like, I'd really like to take a look at this. Well, I, I think we talked and we, you know, we're actually going to start practice here next week because we're going to Spain for a foreign tour. But, um, I, I really, you know, I thought we did some really good things on offense. I really like twisting ball screens, like the rescreen action, like bring them off, twist it. I think it's impossible to guard. What do you mean you, you and me? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, I thought we did some really good things on offense that you put in. Um, so I would like for us to do a little bit more rescreen action. Like we haven't done that as much in the past. I think it's impossible to guard. Um, I also really liked, you know, France did this a couple of times where they threw it in the post just to throw it out of the post to come step up screen right and that's you know you have someone sprinting at you you can't see them behind you and now you're going baseline the screens are set baseline and you have all this room to kind of operate and work and find the you know hit the short roll um so i think from from those two perspectives um those are things that you know i'm going to try to hopefully you know put in uh with us in five years where do you want to be division one head coach that's uh that's the goal 
division one head coach. So, you know, trying to work towards whatever path takes me there. And Princeton has been unbelievably good to me uh, to, to prepare me for that. What does, what does the Ivy league look like or that level of basketball where school does matter look like with the changing landscape, not just NIL, but the big conferences as well. Yeah, It's interesting. I think before some of the changing landscape, like the Ivy league has been getting better each year, right? Because it's yeah. more affordable. People are more educated about what an Ivy league degree can do for you. So we're getting top hundred kids in the league. You know, you, you can recruit anyone, like as long as they're academically inclined, you can recruit them. Now uh, I think NIL, I think the Ivy league is going to get rolling on that too. So I, I don't worry as much about that. Um, but I worry about just for mid-major, low-major programs in general, all this conference realignment because it's almost, you know, you worry about uh, almost becoming like a uh, football subdivision, right? Where the power fives just play against the power fives, right? And, and the beauty of basketball is the parity and the equity and being able to, you know, last year we beat Oregon State, Oregon State. We beat South Carolina ESPN. Like that's the beauty of college basketball that anyone can beat anyone, right? Um, so you worry a little bit about, you know, uh, the conference realignment for sure, changing it. They're going to have NILs in, in the Ivy League. I mean, I know they can. You have super I, successful alums. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, it's going to be different. It's not going to be the the type of NILs that you know we're seeing uh, in the SEC. Power. Yeah, yeah. That's you know that's totally different ballgame, right? Like it's you, you, me- you mentioned affordability. I did want to circle back to this. So, if your parents make less than what seventy five grand. Yeah, and you you qualify you qualify for complete financial aid. Yep, somewhere right around that. Each year it changes. Each year they're making it more affordable. Each school's a little bit different, but they do a really good job. You know, Princeton and the Ivy League is ba- is non merit based, meaning they want anyone that's capable to be at Princeton to be able to come to Princeton, right? Um, so they make it affordable. There's each different brackets. They change each year. They actually take specific circumstances in. We really don't, we don't have any say in that. Like we submit, we don't even submit, the family submits their financial profile. They go through all these different paperwork, Princeton specific paperwork, and they get a read, a financial aid read about how much aid that they're given. Um, but it's become more affordable each year for each family. Hmm. That's amazing. That's really interesting, right? Like that, I, again, I don't think, I think that, the Ivies do a really good job, but I agree with you. I'm not sure people understood how much better the talent is yeah. or how much more affordable it is than it's, than it's ever been. Yep. Even, I mean, it makes sense because the product to anybody who's watching has been far better the last decade than it was yep. previously. That's not that those teams weren't good, yep. but there wasn't the depth of talent league that there is. For now. sure. For sure. I mean, it's, you know, there's some really good players in our league. You got pro players, NBA players, like you have really talented players that are coming into our league. Because of the opportunity to do both at a really high level. And at the end of the day, no matter they play in the NBA, they play overseas, like Princeton Ivy League degree is going to put you in a lot of circles that you wouldn't have opportunities to be in. Right. And that's the beauty of it. And, you know, it's, I'm watching our guys, whether they play beyond college or not, like the success that they're having is, is really cool to watch. Well, it was awesome to coach you. I learned a ton from you personally. Oh, same and- here. Uh, obviously, just like the guys, I feel like friends for life. No, I want to do this again after Spain. I want to hear about what what Definitely. coaching in Spain is like. Definitely, legal screens galore. I'm feeling. I already know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you show my video of me falling on the floor. Go, go. Yeah. As long as you don't act like this idiot. Yeah. 
Well, it's funny was that was like the last time I yelled at the refs. I like, yeah. that, like it's just not even worth it. Yeah, you had to settle me down a couple times. So yes, uh, yes, yeah. halftime the championship game. You're like, <laughs> would you go tell them it's fourteen to eight? I'm like, what am I going to tell them? I'm going to tell them you're bad. They've been bad the whole time. This is getting, yeah. They've been bad for seven and a half of them. You know, I, I, after you started, uh, you know, being nice to the refs, you know, for whatever reason, I felt we did, like we switched. Uh, we did the good yeah. cop, bad cop. Like now, I'll be good cop. You be bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was my duty to the staff to you know start to get on them a little bit, and they told me to sit down quite a few times. So that was, was funny. And then one of them, you're like, "Well, tell him to sit down." Yeah. <laughs> He's not sitting down. I don't sit down. Yeah. So if you sit down, I will sit down. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's a little bit of a, you know, sometimes you just got to play the game a little bit, you know, just let them know you're here, you know? So, uh, so all, it was. all right. Well, if you ever cross me, just know I have pictures. I just. Yeah. I have <laughs> Great trip. Great trip in a lot of ways. Was lucky to do it. Learned a lot from you. Had a blast. And, and like you said, definitely lifelong friends and family. All right. Well, listen, you got 11 days to get ready for Spain. Get that, that passport, get another stamp in it. And uh, we'll we'll catch up soon, okay? Sounds good, man. Perfect, Sky. Thanks. All right. Take care. See you, brother. A reminder, the Doug Gottlieb Show is daily, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific, on your iHeartRadio app on Fox Sports Radio, foxsportsradio.com. Of course, you can download that in podcast form as well. All right. We get more to the Kevin Durant stuff. Uh, I also want to continue discussion about FIBA basketball. I'm going to bring on some of the guys that I coached over there as well. I hope you like listening to Sky. He's a great dude. Obviously, an amazing story. and makes you want to watch Princeton basketball even more, doesn't it? Thanks so much for listening. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.